You want to talk about it? I do want to talk about it, Holden. Do it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is completely out of context, but we have something important to discuss here. I've had up on the housetop, stuck in my head, the Christmas jingle. For some reason. he comes. Yeah. I come over to his apartment, and he's whistling it. Up on the housetop. And then, I, and then all of a sudden, I stop, and I go, why is it housetop? Nobody calls a roof a housetop. Yeah, which I, I agree with. Oh, I just need to reshingle my housetop. Yeah, here. I don't know who calls it a housetop. Although who, I mean, I can hear rooftop. You usually just call yeah. it a roof. Why yeah. is it not just up on the roof? Yeah. It flows better. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but you could even say up on the rooftop. Yeah. But nobody says housetop. So there you go. Think about that one. Let that one sink in. All right. This Olden. is a special Christmas episode. <laughs> it's Christmas in September, folks. It is. Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthi. Hey, folks. We've got a great episode for you this week featuring our reviews, plural, of The New Mutants and Tenet. Movies are back, folks. Cinemas are. are open. Yeah, but I don't... We might be done for a little bit again because I don't know what else is coming out. Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> that one movie podcast. Tom. First, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. No, why don't we just do the Toms we've at got, the end? We've got to do it now. The audience demands they it. They do. You can hear them roaring outside your apartment. It's just Katy Perry yeah. singing roar. Roar. The Toms, the Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Uh, Toms is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Speaking of Bergeron, I don't know, I didn't look this up, but my mom was saying that uh, Carol Baskin is going to oh be on Dancing I with had the it Stars. on here, but I guess we're doing it right now. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we got it in there before I forgot. All right, yeah. So Carol Baskin is officially announced as a member of Dancing with the Stars, the cast this this season. I wonder if she'll kill her dance partner. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's making jokes online like, oh, the judges better give her a good score. <laughs> she'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm guessing there probably won't be a live audience uh, because if there were, there was, I mean, because of COVID, but because if there was, she was going to get booed like crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, it seems weird. Like, does she dance? I mean, she, is, she frolics a little bit in the Tiger King miniseries. I think it just shows a complete lack of self-awareness that she's not well liked. And she, I don't think she realizes that. Yeah. She's going to go on and ex- she's going to get kicked off first episode, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, although I didn't, I don't remember who else was on the cast. Who cares? Remember when Bill Nye was on it? He got kicked off right away. I'm, I don't ever watch it. So. I never did either. But I remember when Bill Nye was on it. I was like, well, Bill Nye. And wow. He's got the science off. guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's not the dancing guy holding. He's the science guy. Unfortunately. So. Uh, what do you give Carol Baskin on here? That's a bombadil. What are you <laughs> yeah, doing, Carol? It's, it's a bombadil. Go back to your... 
big well, cool cats and kittens blog that you do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, so we didn't do an episode last week for those of you who aren't aware. Uh, so we do have, I wouldn't say we have more news, but we have some news from last week in addition. And we're going to start out, we'll do the, the sad bit of news yes. from last week. Um, unexpectedly, last Friday night, well, two Friday, two Friday nights ago, um, Chadwick Boseman uh, died, age 43, of colon cancer. Um, came out of nowhere. As far as I know, he kind of kept his, uh, his, uh, his cancer secret to public, and he's apparently been battling it for like four years um, for those of you who the Chad name Chadwick Boseman doesn't ring a bell, uh, he's Black Panther. That's like his most well-known role. But then he's he was also just in The Five Bloods, which we reviewed on here. Uh, he's also in the movie Forty Two about Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. and of course Twenty One Bridges <laughs> from last year. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, he's also in the Thurgood Mar- Marshall movie and the uh, James Brown. Yeah, movie. James Brown movie. I haven't seen either, but. Yeah. I have seen 42. I that was like his breakout. I role. think so. I mean, if you don't count like Black Panther. Uh that was I remember it being excellent and he actually passed away on Jackie Robinson Day, which was Did he really? Yeah, well, Jackie Robinson Day I believe is usually earlier in the season, but since they had to delay the season, this was like the new date. Okay. Um but this is this hit me, man. Like Yeah. This is really sad. Just on so many levels. I mean, he was, he's such a, for one, he's just such an amazing actor. Mm-hmm. Like, everything he's in is just, like, he was, played all these huge roles. And he already cemented a legacy, despite only being 43. I mean, he had the Lifetime Achievement Award in in film for what the BAFTA or whatever they call it. Oh, did he? Yeah, already. I didn't, I didn't, re- I didn't realize that. Huh. Which is remarkable, but I mean, just like, and from all indications, he seemed like just a wonderful human being as Mm -hmm. well. And just, we, I had no idea that he was sick. I mean, I guess there were some rumors going around that he was super thin, but like, this is just like how he composed himself. Like, cause he was sick when basically his whole tenure with Marvel. Yeah. Which is I I cannot believe that mm-hmm. just from his performances and the way he carried himself um, on screen and off screen. I just like it's just such a shame because he he would have done more amazing things in the future. And I just like I mean, like I not not the time to speculate like about the future of the MCU, but there's just going to be this gaping hole. Yeah, that like. It, it very much reminds me of Carrie Fisher passing. It was just yeah. like, well, like just such a legacy. And, and except Chadwick being even younger, that like just impossible to fill those shoes. Well, I even had written down that like Black Panther 2 is supposed to start filming this coming March. So like, I don't yeah. even know what they're going to do with that now. Yeah, I I just would have, I wouldn't imagine we see that for a while. Yeah. Which, yeah, I just like. Um, it's just going to be so hard moving forward, not seeing him mm-hmm. and that, and however they handle that will yeah. be determined, but just remembering yeah. him and like, I can't imagine rewatching Defy Bloods. Yeah. I, because that was just a touching moment already, you know, already and yeah. just rewatching now it now. context with him being, dead. I mean, it, I keep comparing it to Carrie Fisher, but it's, it, 
like going back and rewatching, I, I bet would feel similar to watching Carrie Fisher in The Last Jedi. Yeah. And just kind of like how uncanny it is that it feels like a send off to the person. Yeah. And as I, well as like uh, the on screen character. Seeing everyone like come out and like talk about how awesome he was. I mean, obviously you have like Marvel people who will come out and say that stuff. But I mean, you have like Michael B. Jordan was apparently like really close to him. He's been saying stuff. I think he even went to his uh, funeral. Um, Harrison Ford said stuff because he was in 42. That's right. With, with him. He came out and said some stuff. But yeah, pretty much everyone who's worked with him has come out and been saying great things about him. Yeah, I'm, we even took a day in my homeroom to watch like an ABC special about it. And the, the kids are just devastated, too, yeah. that it just like just so, so shocking. Like, I still just can't believe it. Yeah. Like he just seemed he just had that aura to him, that, yeah. that charisma that like uh, just I'll be missing. And I'm just I I haven't rewatched Black Panther yet, but I feel like I want to do that yeah. sometime soon to remember him. Yep. Definitely put a damper on my day because I was like out on a I was out on a lake trip when it happened and it was like really fun and then just that happened and I was got really sad. But yeah. I mean he has his last movie coming out mm-hmm. this year. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, it's uh it's like something mama's something i can't remember yeah and then he's the he's voicing t'challa in the what if marvel series oh and is that is his work completed for that yeah two final performances okay yeah but so the watching the live action one will be hard yeah but we'll see but yeah i mean defy bloods as being one of his final movies is like it fitting and he was Mm -hmm. he was tremendous in it he was i'm gonna give uh Chadwick Boseman, a Thomas two thumbs up Brokaw. Yeah, he gets for, Thomas two thumbs up Brokaw for me too. Yeah. So, all right, Holden, let's talk about something happier. 2020 needs to bring some happy news. All right. Well, here's something good. Um, Snake Eyes has been delayed <laughs> to uh, October 22nd of next year. What is Snake Eyes? That's the uh, do, the GI Joe guy. I was gonna say it sounds like. Is this a reboot? I, I please tell me it's, it's a continuation of like the one, the movie. rise of Cobra. I think yeah, it's a came out reboot. Like, what 2011 or something? It, he's he's being played by Her- Harrison either, Ford. No, yeah, <laughs> it's either Harry or Henry Golding. I can't remember what his name is, but he's the like male lead of Crazy Rich Asians. Oh um, yeah, but I think it's a reboot because I don't. I mean, I don't unless they just recast him. I'm guessing. Um, but yeah. Uh, Good. I don't want to see a G.I. Joe movie. (laughs) That was supposed to come out in either October or November of this year. So it got pushed back like a whole year. Well, in the meantime, watch the G.I. Joe PSAs on YouTube. Those are great. If you've ever seen them. I've never seen them. They always end with, oh, now we know. Knowing's half the battle. Oh, yeah. I know that line. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's like um, a handful of them. Okay. Worth worth checking out. Um, And then another movie got delayed. Uh, the King's Man got delayed. The King's again. Man uh, that was supposed to come out later this month, actually. So th- this uh-huh. was like fresh news, um, but it's coming out in February 26th of next year, which is like a whole year later than it was originally supposed to come out. Yeah. It's already gotten pushed back once or twice. So I still I never saw Kingsman, too. So it's not that good. 
I don't, I'm like one of six people in the world who thinks the first one's fine. And like, I mean, I think I like it. I don't, I'm not like obsessed with it. Like some people are just, that has a couple like really good parts. It's got like the action's good, but like, yeah. I don't know. I'd rather watch something else. Yeah. Rather watch gold member again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would rather watch Kingsman. Again. <laughs> I know. All um, right. uh, what, what are a uh, Kingsman being delayed? Bergeron for me. Ber- yeah. Bergeron. Um, snake eyes broke up. <laughs> broke up. Okay. We're <laughs> on the same page. Uh, next up the Batman news. Um, the Batman. So this week it was announced that Robert Pattinson has come down with COVID-19. Yeah. So great. Just after they resume production, they have to stop production again. Um, I was seeing conflicting reports. I think the final, the final kind of thing was they are still shut down. I was seeing things that they were resuming without him for a little bit, but I think they're, they're still shut down from what I could tell. Um, so just yeah, get a CGI Batman's, scan of them and just yeah. put them in. Well, there. I was thinking like, I mean, there's, there's bits you can do without him in it, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah I well, fortunately he was wearing a mask. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it doesn't cover his mouth though, Jimmy. I know that's the joke. <laughs> um, they really should though, because that would be you know more courteous. It would Batman. Be. Yeah, on set. Do you think Batman would have a specialized COVID mask? COVID. Yeah. You know how they have the specialized Batman suits. They should have Batman COVID-19. Scarecrow is set. Yeah. He wears a mask. Yeah. A lot of them do. That's true. Kind of. Now that I think about it, no, they don't. (laughs) Not very many, actually. (laughs) Scarecrow, and that's about it. Two-Face doesn't have half of his face. Yeah. So that really, you know, if if anything, more things are coming out of him. Yeah. I think, like, the Dark Knight Two-Face, if any of the COVID gets in his, like, weird pores on his spongy face... That's yeah. not good. No. Um, yeah, so what do you think of the Batman getting shut down? That's a bummer. It, when is this movie coming out? In October? October. Of next year? So oh, like so a year long. away? Uh, they probably won't have to delay the movie again. Yeah. Because he'll be better in two weeks, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully he's doing all right. Yeah. That's the Yeah, the that's main the main thing. thing. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> so this movie is delayed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, gee whiz, Robert Pattinson. Way to go. Get this disease. I care about the Batman more than I care about Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Well, Robert Pattinson, we wish you the best. Yeah. Good and luck I will say there. it once. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Coronavirus, Thomas, two thumbs down, <laughs> Bombadil. We don't support coronavirus here. Thomas on Carol Baskin, Bombadil. Yeah. Thomas Carol Baskin or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up, this came out this week. Although this isn't like super big news, but we did get official release date of Mandalorian season two, the premiere. Yes. Uh, so we knew it was going to be October already. Good thing is, hasn't been delayed at all. Although it will be coming out very end of the month on October thirtieth, just in time for Halloween. I know. It better be a Halloween themed episode. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Baby Yoda's dressed up as a little like devil or something. He's got a little. <laughs> Well, the Mandalorian's going as Boba Fett. He just paints him so green. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty excited for this, Jimmy. I mean, obviously, we both pretty well liked the first season. Oh, yeah. Uh, Second season, I'm excited to see the likes of Ahsoka, Boba Fett, maybe, Captain Rex, maybe. Yeah. All these characters from the Clone Wars and other parts of the extended universe. Excited to see them. Darth the f- Maul again somehow. Yeah, he's just back. <laughs> Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Baby Yoda 
is uh, the Palpatine. Clone. Palpatine would be alive though at this point, so because he's like no, this is after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but he's alive in the ninth one. Yeah, but he's not yet. Is he? I, I don't, don't know. know how that movie works. I'm not gonna watch. Nor that do movie I really again. care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So excited for this, Jimmy. I wish it was sooner, but you know that's pretty soon, Holden. Yeah, that's within. That's I got some shows months. I need to watch before then, so maybe yeah. I'll. Uh, I'm good with this. I got a few seasons of BoJack left, and yeah. and one season of Leftovers left. Okay, so I, I got some filler there. I'll give uh give this a Broca. Yeah, I'm giving the Thomas two thumbs up Broca. I want my trailer. All right. <laughs> yeah, I want to get that. Too. I want to get that Lego Razor Crest that they made. What? So. They it's made a, a Razor Crest. The ship that he flies. Oh. Shows you what I know about the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, we already did the Carol Baskin bit of news, so I guess I'll skip that. Um, the Dear Evan Hansen movie. You know this musical, Dear Evan Hansen? I do not know any uh, jungle, <laughs> any forest animal. I'm trying to make a deer joke. Oh my I gosh. just it Dear Evan Hansen, no. like a like a letter, like addressing someone. Yeah, dear I know. Evan I understood that, but I wanted to make it as an Evan Hansen was a deer. So the movie of this very popular musical that, as a theater person, I'm kind of over. As a theater it, person, as a theater, as a thespian. There we go. <laughs> as a thespian. Uh, well, it's one of those things that music when a new popular musical comes out everyone in like the theater community is like obsessed with it and then it kind of ruins it for the rest of us who don't care as much so i'm whatever i'm sure this movie will make a lot of money anyway it cast amy adams and julianne moore as two of the mother characters in it that's all i I can't wait for amy adams to be nominated for another oscar and still not win yeah i bet has she won yet i don't know who's to say Who's to I'm say? I'm not going to look it up. Probably the internet. Yeah. Be able to she probably that. has. Maybe she won it for Enchanted. <laughs> <laughs> or Man of Steel. Yeah. Justice League. Um, I'm going to give this. Snyder a, Cut. She's going to win it for the <laughs> Snyder Cut. I'm going to give this a Bergeron. Yeah, I guess. I don't know anything about this dough. What? Oh, like this movie can Shut bucket. up. This movie <laughs> can bucket. So. <laughs> Uh, so this is a controversial bit of news, Jimmy. I'm sure people will be up in arms when we read this if they don't know already. What is it? I'm just going to say two names. David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> the uh, the horrid the horrid showrunners of Game of Thrones. Yeah. How dare it. they make seven good seasons of that show and one not very good but still okay season of a show. Now you want to know they are terrible. They're teaming up with another controversial figure, Jimmy. Ryan Johnson. (laughs) Are they actually? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. I don't. And this is for. First of all, I had it written down. Everyone's dream team. Right. (laughs) Um, They're making a Netflix adaptation of the Chinese sci-fi epic, The Three Body Problem. That's the book I need to read. Now I really need to read this book. That's this book that's been on my, I, when I read a book again, I haven't read like a book for leisure in a long time. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the book, this is the book that gets me back into books and I still haven't read it, but now I really need to read it. Yeah. So this is a book that has been very popular for a while now. And it's also been very notoriously like complicated and very, it's, it has a lot Hold of, then we haven't it. gotten to our tenant review yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is, 
you know, I think it's it's this work that's notoriously hard to adapt, and it's being adapted by three people that people are just so angry with, like, all the time. I'm excited for it. Now I got to see this thing. Yeah. I got to read this thing. I'm not going to read it because reading is for nerds, but... <laughs> no, it's not. That's not really reading. Yeah. good. Read a book. <laughs> reading is good, kids. Yeah, do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm interested. I guess. I want to read this. I don't. Now. I don't I'm know much about. I'm definitely going to read it now. I have to read it, and I'm going to watch this show. Yeah. But is it like they're involved, or they're actually like making it? I don't you know. What I'm saying because it's like I could see them being involved, but. Maybe maybe there's, there's a show running huge it. I feel difference. like I feel like Ryan Johnson would would maybe just be like a producer or something. Yeah, that but, sounds right. But the other two might be showrunners. They've also been doing a million other things that haven't been done. Yeah, <laughs> like but they have had this Netflix deal. We've reported on that true. before. So I mean, this falls in line with that. Maybe this is one <laughs> of those unnamed Netflix projects. Yeah. So I, you know. Well, I mean, they they're good at adapting material that already exists. Yeah, so just stick with that. You guys, can't, huh? Yeah, are you want to <laughs> argue me with that? Yeah, you want to argue that with me? I'm not. No, I, right? I mean, I don't. Those I don't, first six seasons. Of I Game don't of hate them. I just know a lot of people hate them. I know Holden. I know you hate them. <laughs> uh, I'll give Holden, this quit up. throwing darts at the picture of D and D on the wall. No, no, that's a picture of Ryan Johnson. Oh, <laughs> what's the difference? Am I right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give this a Bergeron. I'm going to give it a Thomas two thumbs up Brokaw. Oh I didn't know this was a thing. I'm excited. Well, there you go. I'm glad I made your day. Yeah. Uh, this is exciting for me mostly. Um, Batman the Long Halloween, which a lot of people Ooh. have said maybe like the Batman will be an adaptation of to an extent. But Batman the Long Halloween is going to be getting an animated adaptation next year. I did two- hear about this. Yeah. A two-part animated adaptation, uh, so kind of in the vein of what they did with The Dark Knight Rises, which I saw, and I said on the podcast, the, I quite liked. The Dark Knight Returns? Or Dark Knight Returns, yeah, not Dark Knight Come Rises. Come on, Holden. Uh, <laughs> we have a reputation to maintain here. This It uh, might be a very l- <laughs> bad reputation, but it is a reputation, <laughs> darn it. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I mean, I don't consider myself super well-versed in Batman comics, but it is probably my favorite Batman story I've personally read. Um, and so if they kind of do what they did with the Dark Knight Returns animated movies, I'm like super hyped for this. If they get Kevin Conroy back, Mm. that'd be pretty cool. Although he didn't do it in the Dark Knight Returns movie, so maybe not. But yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm excited too, but I have not read the comic. You should borrow it from me. I own it. Oh, you still need to read Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still have that? Yeah, it's. I had it. It's in a. It's in a box under my bed. Jimmy's had my Watchmen comic for about a year now. It, Watchmen came out in October of last I did, year. I did uh, read a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Jimmy. <laughs> and then I started student teaching. Good. And then you know, COVID. I just didn't get to it in COVID. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'll give Batman a broca. I'll give it a broca too. Um, and then to wrap it up, a little bit of Suicide Squad news in regards to the movie, the uh, Suicide the Suicide Squad. Squad. Uh, do you know the villain Starro? Starro, Starro. No. So Starro, uh, based on some footage from the kind of behind the scenes trailer, some like brief snippets. Starro is like this big space starfish thing. 
Right. And it like makes little smaller space starfish things that'll like latch onto your face and mind control you. Okay. Um, people are thinking that he or it or whatever it is, I guess it's probably an it because it's a giant space starfish. It uh, might be the villain for the Suicide Squad. It's no- normally a Justice League villain. Uh, it's a very kind of stupid outlandish villain that I think might work for the Suicide Squad. It would give them plenty of goons to fight with just people that are mind controlled, you know. Just yeah, well, and then you could use, I mean, superheroes too. But I mean, Exactly. Turn some of the Suicide Squad against itself. Yeah. Um, or the Justice League, but the budget's not. No, big. it's not going to happen. Uh, and then in addition Bring back Batfleck <laughs> again. This isn't like so much news as much as I thought it was funny. Uh, James Gunn said on Twitter that he had considered the character Dog Welder as a uh, as one of the characters in the Suicide Squad, which is a villain that literally welds dogs <laughs> onto people. <laughs> <laughs> How is that a villain? I don't I mean, villain? I mean, the dogs are I alive, want, I assume. I so dogs the, dogs, are, the dogs probably don't want that. Yeah, but you don't want a dog attached to you? No, not particularly. I mean, I love dogs, but I don't need to be literally attached at the hip to one. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak for yourself, Holden. I'll give it a broca. Why not? I'll give it a broca as well. Um, and beyond that, I just wanted to say the Avengers game is apparently very mediocre. Yeah. Who could have predicted? Yeah. Who could have predicted that? Also, apparently Antebellum is not good. Ooh, that's a bummer. Yeah. So we might not review that because we'd have to rent it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, yeah. There we go. On to New Mutants. Yes. Let's do it. We're back. Jimmy. We're here. We've seen two movies. Stop. Movie theaters are back, folks. Yeah, movie theaters are back. Now we don't spraying pesticides on the seats. It's pretty funny. There's like a commercial at the (laughs) beginning in the in the Cinemark theaters. It's pretty good. Um, Disclaimer: Only go if you feel safe. By reviewing these movies, we don't want to necessarily encourage you going if you don't feel it's it's safe to do so. To be fair, at your own risk. To be fair, when so at least our local Cinemark here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah, they are. When you buy tickets, you can buy them in a group. And then they block off two seats to either side of your group. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they block off another two seats. But I don't, nobody sat within a few seats of us. And then they block out the rows front of you and behind you. So yeah. there was so nobody within space. six feet of us uh, uh, other than the two of us. And yeah. then we both wore masks. Yep. Until I ate that big thing, a big tub of popcorn and my big Diet Coke to go with New Mutants. Because movies are back. Beer. Movies are back, baby. Mm-hmm. Too bad it was New Mutants. <laughs> this is my non-spoiler review. Yeah. Um. So New Mutants, a little gist of... Well, first of all, a little backstory. If you haven't been following our podcast, New Mutants has supposed to have been coming out since my uh, spring semester of my freshman year, spring semester of Jimmy's sophomore year of college. was when it was originally supposed to come out. So even before we had the podcast... was when it 2018? Was to- I thought it was 2017 it was coming out. No. No, because the trailer came out while I fall semester. Okay, so they made it during 2017. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's that's where I was getting that from. Okay, yeah, it was supposed to come out in May of 2018. Uh, it's been delayed a few times, probably like five or six times. But who you hasn't? Know. Yeah. I mean, at this who point. Hasn't? Come on. Um, 
and it was just nail nail on the coffin was uh, or coronavirus getting it pushed back even farther. We made it so close in March. Now it's here. It's August, August of 2020. We see it. It's a movie that is about a young girl named Danny. She's like not to be confused with Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, uh, Danny. She's she is in some sort of accident at on her uh, where she, where she lives with her dad, and then she wakes. She gets knocked unconscious and wakes up inside some sort of uh, asylum where there are other mutants locked up, young mutants locked up with her uh, by a doctor. Who's helping them or not helping them? Or not helping them. Is they good or are they bad? What are they there for? Are they being treated? Who knows? They're probably it's probably not bad for them. Probably Probably. not, right? Oh who knows? All right. So cat's out of the bag, Jimmy. Jimmy didn't really like this movie. It's fine. I'll just give my rating up front. Okay. Five out of ten. It's fine. I'll give it's not okay. good. Yeah. I like I didn't I'm, hate this movie. It just was like there there there's some good stuff in this movie. Yeah. But it's just like that yeah, was fine. I'm pretty lenient on this movie and I think part of it is it was my first movie back in the theater. I think my expectations were really low for this movie. I was my expectations may have even been lower than Jimmy's, honestly. Maybe a little bit, yeah. Um I was expecting about a 5 out of 10 and I got yeah. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I'll just wait on my rating cause I want to talk through it a bit. Okay. Um, characters in it. Uh, I like some of the characters. I like the main girl, Danny. Yeah. I liked her. What was her actress her name? Again? Blue Hunt. Blue Hunt. I, I think. thought that was it. Yeah. It was, uh, this was her first like film role. I think maybe she's had some small, uh, TV roles. Um, I thought she was really pretty good. Uh, as uh, Danny Moonstar, I think is her last name. Um, and she was an unexpected lead performance because you have other people like Anya Taylor Joy and Maisie Williams and stuff who I thought they were going to be like the main characters, but there she's kind of the she's the central focus. Anya Taylor Joy is that her name? Yeah, I didn't really like her in this. I felt yeah. like she was. I mean, I don't think it was necessarily her. I thought it was maybe the role, but her yeah. character, I was like, okay, you're. This is just it overdoing was, it. Yeah, I thought her over antagonistic. Yeah, kind of cliche that goes on. But Macy Williams, she's good, uh, and her chemistry with Blue Hunt is fantastic. Yeah, I think that that element, which adds a humanity to this movie, is the strongest part of the whole movie. Do we want to talk about that? Because I thought it was kind of a spoiler. But I, I mean, mean, it's just the chemistry between them. Yeah, uh, it's just their on screen. Yeah, they're chemi- good. Like that's all I'm gonna say. That's how far I'll go saying that. Okay, you know what I'm saying because um, they're all they they all have a because they're all yeah, in this situation together. But their chemistry in particular works really well in this movie. Um, um everybody else is fine. I yeah, think. I think, including the nurse. I don't. It just the nurse from City of God. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's the she's the girl from City of God. That's right. I remember when we watched. I was like, that she movie. looks familiar. Yeah, when we watched that movie, I remember like looking up what else she was in, and it said she was going to be in the New Mutants. <laughs> well, she's in one good movie at least. <laughs> um. 
yeah, everyone else is okay. Although I remember, like, Danny's dad is not in it very much, but I remember him being really bad. He's not good. <laughs> He's, he had, like, five lines in the entire okay, movie. Okay, so really the bad. very, very, very minor spoilers. The movie begins, this thing's going on. It was at, disaster. Pre, yeah, pre, disaster, presumably at a reservation. Yeah. And Danny's dad is like, stay here, Danny. I'll be right back. I'm like, you're, you're he's like, dead. yeah, he's like, like literally, literally right back. Literally, into- I'm 60 seconds into the movie, and then he runs back towards this disaster storm thing. They think it's a tornado, but it's like very, regardless of what it is, it's obviously very dangerous. <laughs> he's just running back, and into then it. running back into it. Yeah. Like, I don't. How are you helping anybody by doing that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was just like the most obvious. I'm about to die thing I've ever seen in a, like non sarcastic so, I'm about to die and it's scene so quick it I don't know it comes close to beating or maybe it does beat Sonic the Hedgehog at the beginning you remember at the beginning oh, of that yeah. movie when it's like the owl, the owl just thing. dies yeah that was that was a little bit farther into it oh, this okay, was literally was. like <laughs> this was 60 seconds into the movie it had yeah. to be it was so bad um there's also this thing where there's this meta, this what is it, analogy or something of a a bear metaphor, metaphor analogy thing well, about this bear. It's like this fable, fable, yeah, or Native a parable, American fable of some sort, yeah. And they say it three <laughs> times throughout the movie. And they start at the, say at the beginning. She says it again in the middle of the movie, and yeah. then she says it again at the end of the movie. It's like she's telling it to like well. The first and last time it's just the audience, but then she tells it to somebody in the middle of the movie. It's like, as the audience, we've heard this before. Like, you don't need to say it again. We get it. It's a very obvious just allegory to what's happening in the movie. And like... The foreshadowing is very heavy. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't even... uh, Even if you didn't know like what was coming in the movie, which I did know like what the allegory was hinting towards. I mean, even if you didn't know that, it was pretty, pretty obvious. Um, other things about the movie, Holden, is it scary? Not very scary. Could could be scary. Yeah. Cause it's supposed to be like this horror movie and I honestly forgot it was supposed to be a horror movie. I kept waiting for it. Okay. First off, nothing happens in like the first 45 minutes of this movie. Yeah. (laughs) It's just talking. I'm like, oh my gosh, something interesting happened, please. And then some interesting (laughs) stuff does happen. Wait, like. Yeah, that was moderately interesting. And then the movie's over. Yeah. Very predictably. And it's like, okay. Yeah. I can go home. The popcorn was good. The Diet Coke was good. I can go <laughs> home. The uh the horror elements, like, they're there a little bit, but it's just like I mean, first of all, the movie is PG thirteen, which I don't know if that was the director's original intent, but it definitely, I mean, it doesn't help the movie not being scary. Or, or being scary. And then it just, yeah. <coughs> oh, man, sneeze. It's pretty minimal. I don't know if I've ever sneezed on the podcast before, but now I have. Wow. Commemorate this moment with a yeah. drinkier Diet Coke. It's caffeine-free Diet Pepsi. Well, same thing. It's still just water. <laughs> mm. Anyway, Holden, um, this movie, uh, there is a little bit of controversy. Should we talk about that if you've heard that? Uh, yeah. There's a Brazilian character who's played by a Brazilian person. They're from Brazil, but they have lighter skin, like a lighter skin tone. And the 
I believe the original the creator was black. He or he has darker skin in like the comic book and oh maybe, and yeah. So there is controversy about that, but I mean I don't I don't know enough about the controversy to speak on it. I mean if the character in the book or in the comic was like Brazilian, I don't know this guy's still Brazilian. I'm not the creator though, so I'm not gonna. I mean. If he's offended the, by the it, the creator okay. was deeply offended he by was it, really which, upset about it, which I don't understand why. Like, I guess maybe they just didn't have him as a very big creative consultant on that, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, I don't well, know. He said in his tweet, too, he's like, he wasn't even happy that they were trying to take it in a horror direction. It was like in the same tweet. Yeah. And so I don't think he had a very big hand in this at no. all, if anything. But I mean, at least the actor was from brazil i guess yeah, but like i don't know the 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 um justification from the director was that the character is from a very wealthy family and he wanted him to appear as if he had like a silver spoon in his mouth from birth and apparently that he that's why he went with the he just thought that actor embodied that so it yeah, is i don't know i I don't have a huge strong feeling about it, yeah. but I I can understand why some people are very disappointed. Yeah. So, um, people are also mad that like Anya Taylor Joy's character is like racist, <laughs> like very racist in the movie. Yeah. People are upset about that, but I'm more offended um, that it just wasn't a very good movie. <laughs> um, I did like their superpowers because it's like. It's beyond just being like, well, I mean, I guess the Brazilian guys, he's just kind of the human torch. Yeah. But the rest of them, it's like a little bit more interesting than just your normal superpowers. And they are from the comics. So, I mean, it's not like they're all original or anything, but Mm -hmm. I did like that aspect. I thought the special effects were all right for the most part. I mean, you can tell it's like a little bit lower of a budget, especially since for most of the movie, like they don't really use them or anything. Um, But it looked all right yeah i'm already forgetting about this movie we saw it <laughs> what like 10 days ago so yeah we did see yeah we didn't we were gonna review it on a separate episode like a week ago and so it would have been fresher in our minds but we jimmy had too much work last week so we Sorry. didn't do that it's all his fault it's all my fault all right well then you ready for your rating or you got anything else to add? i'll give it a rating um i'll give it fudge i thought maybe talking through it would help me with my rating i don't know um honestly like a five and a half or six which one's it gonna be old i'll stick with a six. Oh, that's fresh on rotten tomatoes yeah i you know i do not think i don't think this movie is like really bad i think there's things that it could improve on i think it's very serviceable and I'm not like really upset about much of what it does. So I'm, I'll stand by a six. It's serviceable. And serviceable it was, it was entertaining. Good, it was more entertaining than Tenet. Ooh, <laughs> no. <laughs> the first 45 we'll minutes of this movie were so boring. Yeah. Uh, All right. Spoilers, I guess. Spoil- we'll do spoilers. Spoiler section for the New Mutants. There's a big CGI bear. Yep. It's, a, a, it's a big fear bear. 
Instead of Care Bears, they should make Fear Bears. Yeah, Demon Bear. You. Demon Bear. Demon Bear is its name. Demon Bear is like a like it's a whole like character from the comics, and it's actually not related. Like I thought it was like maybe one of Danny's things from the comics was that she can summon um, the Demon Bear, but as far as I can tell, they're pretty unrelated in the comics. Um, Should have been an Alaskan bullworm. Yeah. <laughs> Big, hairy, and pink. <laughs> so is Patrick's belly button. I, uh, so what we kind of, what we alluded to in the non-spoilers that I do want to give the film credit for, and I was, like, looking this up to verify, this movie does, ha- is, like, the first superhero movie to have the lead be LGBT+. Plus. Like, that's, that's a first for a mainstream superhero movie. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, and the relationship works. Yeah, they got a good relationship. Like it's probably just, like the it, best part of the movie. It is <laughs> certainly the best part of the movie. Like they're they're very cute together. Yeah. I ship them. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like just shoot. You know, like oh, we need to be PC and progressive, so let's just push yeah. this in there. It seemed very organic. Yeah, which from the story. Got to give credit because it is a movie made by a big corporation, so it would have been so easy to make it feel shoehorned. Yeah, so I mean that was uh, a surprise, a pleasant surprise. Yeah, because I I didn't know that at all. Yeah, um, it worked really well. I just wish the rest of the movie was good <laughs> <laughs> and not boring. Um, so I had mentioned. Oh, first of all, uh, magic, which is uh, Anya Taylor Joy's like superhero name. Um, she is Colossus's sister. Colossus. He's the metal dude from Deadpool. Oh. They don't ever make that connection in the movie, but like in the comics, she is. And I think they, I think they still share a last name in the movie. So I don't know if they were ever going to make that. Um, yeah. Uh, what else about this movie? Um, <laughs> there's not a lot to talk about. Yeah, I mean, the relationship was the good part of the movie. And it is. They're, they do... Once I was figuring out what they were doing with that relationship, I realized how much of, like, foreshadowing they were doing by watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer on TV. Like, every single time they were watching... Because that... It seems like to be like that's like the only show they have in the asylum. So like whenever they're in this like rec room area, they're watching it. And like every time they're watching it, like the scene that they're watching is just like foreshadowing to what's going to happen in the movie. No, I've never seen the show. So, okay. Um, I'm not one of those. I've never seen it either. Well, I mean, I my watched it when I was a kid because it's like my parents, one of their favorite shows. Uh, there you go. So, one of the Joss Wheaton fans. Thanks. Um, Anything else to say, Holden? Are we just done? No, I. There's, there's more I want to talk about this movie. Um, The movie. uh, Maybe I'm just more interested in talking about the stuff around it. The movie um, was originally going to have John Hamm play Mister Sinister in like an after credits scene, and I was like looking up stuff about that. Apparently, they had filmed it, but then they had like reshot it to where they had Antonio Banderas play a villain that wasn't the same guy. In the post credit scene. So they have two unused post credit scene with two very talented actors. <laughs> it just went unused. Yeah, we waited through those credits. Most of them. Did I we? Think we, and then we oh, should, no, no, we did wait the whole time. Yeah. Did we? Yeah, we waited the whole time. We. Yeah, we did. Yeah. They weren't too long. 
compared to some movies. But. Listen to that great soundtrack. That Which I do not recall at all. No, I don't either. Was there I don't remember it being good or bad or even let's there. Pull up, uh, let's pull it up on Spotify and play it in the background. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. The Smiley Men. What about those guys? Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. I didn't I didn't pick up on I so I reread the Wikipedia synopsis in preparation. I did the, that for this and Tenet, which I much more needed for Tenet uh, in preparation. <laughs> I for needed this the podcast. Wikipedia synopsis of Tenet's plot during while the movie. Was, while we were watching. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I was rereading the New Mutants synopsis, and they're uh, like apparently magic was in child slavery. That's what that was. I didn't remember her saying that. I thought she was just like poor, like abused as a kid. It reminded me of Room. It did kind of, yeah. That's the sense I got. It kind of looked like she was in like the cell that Bruce Wayne is in in The Dark Knight Rises when he's in the pit. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. (laughs) That's that's what I thought of when I saw it. All right, Um, Olin, are we done with this? No, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. We waited for this movie. Did we talk? I waited. I think this movie just came out, and then I saw it. Yeah, this movie has a 39 on Metacritic. I'm much more nicer to it than the critics have been. I'm even nicer to it than the critics have been. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe that's it. It's kind of a it's a lukewarm ending to the the X Men film series. Disappoint. I think it's of which the only two I've seen are Dark Phoenix and (laughs) You've seen Logan, haven't you? Oh, Logan. That's right. That's Which is much one. better than both of these. Uh, yeah, I think I like this more than Dark Phoenix, even if it's just by a little bit. I was more entertained by Dark Phoenix. Oh, okay. You didn't have James McAvoy walking up the yeah. stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the funniest scene <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> Two oh people God. fighting to get across the street. Oh, yeah, that is true. I feel like Dark Phoenix is just more entertaining. Like, it's not offensively bad but it's just more entertaining overall because things are at least happening even if it's dumb yeah okay i get and it's got a little bit more star power i guess come on (laughs) whatever (laughs) yeah uh yeah our spoiler section for this has been pretty underwhelming i mean there's not much to say um yeah that's it for new finally movies. gee whiz <laughs> sorry folks i tried to get them to wrap up sooner but <laughs> I, I did my best i was i was trying to give new mutants a fair shot and you're just like nah but you know what you're kind of right there wasn't a whole lot to say all right on to tenant uh, i'm not gonna try to give a synopsis of tenant so you have John David Washington plays a character called the protagonist. Literally in the cast list. Literally. It's pro the protagonist. And you've, he's only even called that like a few times in the movie. Well, he refers to himself as the protagonist. Yeah, he mainly refers to himself as the protagonist. He doesn't really know what what he's doing and why he's doing it sometimes. Neither do we. And neither do you as the audience. <laughs> but there's a lot of cool stuff going on i tell you just think of this as it christopher nolan made a james bond movie just think of this as christopher nolan with his head up his <laughs> i uh did not like this movie and i think i like it less the farther out i am from it come on i liked this less than the new mutants 
And what? I would be comfortable giving it a lower score than oh the Minions. Oh my gosh. I think this movie straight up is not very good. Wow. I think it has a lot of good elements, mostly from a like visual standpoint. But I just think this is Christopher Nolan at his most indulgent and no well, one, that's true. And it's just obnoxious. It is ob- it is obnoxious and indulgent. I 100 percent agree. As much but as I this love movie Christopher is Nolan. So much better than New Mutants. No. Oh my goodness. No. No. Wow. no. Here's wow. the thing. I you know what? To Tenet's credit, even though this will not improve its score for me, it is very ambitious and it tries a lot more than what the New Mutants does. Uh, we're not going to spend this entire time comparing it to New Mutants. I will not do that. But <laughs> this is uh, the podcast, the yeah. one podcast where New Mutants and Tenet are put into the same conversation. <laughs> but I mean, it's just, you know, it's. I think this is an example of where playing it safe works to a movie's benefit. Because this movie, like, you know, taking risks doesn't come without the risk of being like, <laughs> without the risk. Without, yeah, <laughs> taking risks doesn't come out doesn't come without the chance of the risk not panning out the way you want. And I think this movie just does not not work. Okay, really. so. Here's my thing with I I still really like this movie. It's mm-hmm. not my favorite Christopher Nolan movie, but I just like I I just have a thing for Christopher Nolan because a every movie he makes is just very original mm-hmm. and very ambitious. Two, he just does everything like practically, which I just appreciate. I just love his visual style too. This movie has just the momentum of this movie is it's so quickly paced probably to probably a bad thing that it's so yeah. fastly fastly paced because you have no time to process any information and there's so much information being dumped on you all the time in this movie but the 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 thing that works against this movie is that Christopher Nolan already has this complex physics-based time inversion concept thing (laughs) concept that's at the core of this movie and then on top of that which that already in of itself is very complex and hard to wrap your mind around Mm -hmm. but then on top of that he's like let me just give this the most complicated convoluted world (laughs) globe (laughs) trot just worldwide plot with yeah. just all these random side characters that are in the movie for a little bit so and you're trying to remember who they are and like why they're there and then it just goes from place to pay, place so quickly and it's a complicated spy movie on top of a complicated mm-hmm. sci-fi movie yes and so you end up with just a compli- like very in, a very inaccessible movie it's and okay. and it's one of those movies where the protagonist Literally, the protagonist doesn't know very much as they're going along. Yeah. So you, as the audience, don't know very much. And it's, it, you plopped right into it. It's kind of like he's kind of like a point of view character at first. But the movie moves at such a quick pace. And so much is literally the one of my problems with it. The entire script is exposition. There's like no character to any of these people, really. No, um, it really isn't. Yeah. That's fair. Um. But there's there's so much exposition dumped on you constantly that the protagonist is understanding some of this as he goes along while he's leaving the rest of us in the dust. So while he starts out as this point of view character, he's moving way faster through understanding stuff than we are. Well, he just accepts it, too. Yeah. 
And also they're explaining things, but they're explaining it as if you're like a PhD in physics. Yeah, <laughs> so which like, is... <laughs> and and it doesn't help that the sound mixing is where the, di- like the dialogue oh is below God. the sound effects and the music. The sound mixing is the worst part of this movie. And then it's Robert... Hands down. And then it's Robert Pattinson trying to explain concepts too, but he's like... <laughs> and then all these... Like, you have the music train, And there's trains. Like, <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> the sound mixing. Physics. Okay. So I know a couple of my friends who are listen to this podcast, I went and saw dunkirk with and they had a problem with how loud dunkirk was and how loud the music in that was this is now, the loudest movie i've ever been yeah to. there has this it has is to be way way worse the opening um, there's an opening scene with like gunshots and a cement hallway kind of that is like the loud. I, I was like this is so this sounds real I the mean. issue the issue with like like Dunkirk it works a little bit better because the dialogue is kept to such a low minimum that like a lot of the a lot of the anxiety comes from like the soundtrack and the 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 sound design and stuff and so it kind of works in that movie to its its advantage but here you have the the music booming being like kind of being a Hans Zimmer score without it being a Hans Zimmer score you have it um you have like the sound effects being so loud and then you have people in like masks just like muffling their dialogue and you can't understand <laughs> it because not only is it quieter than and then everything they're talking else, about but it's in a mask. super complicated things yeah too. it's oh my god and it's the the dialogue is just like cut 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 yeah cut. There, there's like again there's no time to it's edited so fastly and there's no time to process anything that's happening so a lot of the time you're spent watching it you're like this looks amazing but like why are they here again and what are they doing and what is that thing yeah how does exactly does this inversion thing work and why are these people doing that again and and like you just don't have time to think think that stuff through because new information is going in all the time and your brain is trying to assimilate and accommodate all these things and you're just like ah synapses <laughs> i'm i'm kind of so it just is like frying as you're watching it. it's, it's like uh Ma, what's his name marv from home alone too and he's like getting electrocuted i kind of you know i'm glad i saw this in the theaters where i didn't have the chance to have subtitles it's a movie that would benefit greatly from subtitles and i think i will probably watch it at some point again with subtitles but if I had seen it with subtitles, I probably would have just like passed over this part of my complaints because I would have been like, oh, I'm understanding it a little bit more or like I'm understanding what's happening. But yeah, I think this is a movie that needs to be seen twice in order to be fully appreciated, which I don't I can understand why someone would feel. And I would respect someone feeling like that's a bad thing. Like you should be able to understand the movie the first time and then pick up more things on subsequent That's my feeling of the movie. Rather than just needing to see it more than once just to understand the movie at all. Yeah. <laughs> like at a fundamental well, level. My okay, so the classic example of this is like pulp fiction is that's a movie that I mean it's it's kind of hard to follow the first time you watch, but by the end of it you can kind of like piece you kind of know what happens. You you get the gist of the events, but then as you watch it more you pick up more yeah. like more subtleties that you didn't notice before. This movie I would be okay if that was the case, but this movie I just 
I, I cannot even understand what happened the first time. I got done with the movie and I was like, I didn't feel like I knew much more than at the beginning of the movie, just in terms of how everything worked. And so I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> um, it's still hard for me to wrap my mind around the time concepts yeah. of it and how that all works. But um, reading the Wikipedia synopsis did help. Yeah, there were some like motivations too. that I was like, I did not even pick up on that, but that makes sense now. And like thinking back through the movie, I'm like, oh, so they must have been there for that thing, and that's where they were like, what is in there? And then oh, okay, that was that. And Wikipedia synopsis is also really long. Yeah, like for a movie, <laughs> it's a pretty long synopsis. And I felt like it could have been longer because there were still Probably. things like what, and then why are they, what? There's still some things I'm confused about. Yeah. But, yeah. I thought the performances were really good across the board. I thought John David Washington was actually a little underwhelming. I thought some of his lines, like, I loved him in Black Klansman. He was great. Mm -hmm. I just thought his delivery of lines, especially the comic lines. Yeah. The comedic lines. I didn't think the comedic lines really worked. They did not. Which they do in in other Nolan movies, like Batman Begins is pretty funny. There's a lot of good one-liners in that. This movie, I was like, that was just distracting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, where I grew up, they would take you out to dinner first or whatever his line is. Oh, yeah, where that's I'm right. From. I'm just like, okay, didn't need that. Haha, <laughs> 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 Christopher Nolan, very funny. But, um, yeah, this is the most complicated, convoluted James Bond movie, but very flashy and full of spectacle and crazy sp- practical filmmaking that uh, yeah i can't not like it yeah i mean i gotta I, I agree i think the practical stuff is good i mean i don't really have a problem there are with a lot it. of it's, times it's, you're like how did they do this yeah There's like which is pretty cool i like having that feeling um i do like kenneth branagh uh, director of artemis fowl uh i love i love his <laughs> His villain is like, uh, the character itself is kind of whatever, I guess. He's a James Bond villain. He is a James Bond villain, but I like the performance a lot. Which feels out of place in a Nolan movie. Yeah, it does. It does feel like like he's from a James Bond movie. Yeah, he feels like a cartoon a little bit. (laughs) He's chewing the scenery quite a bit. Yeah, and I didn't even recognize it was Kenneth Branagh. Because, I mean, he's just a little bigger and he's got a beard. So I didn't... He, he was good though I mean mm-hmm. for being like a James Bond type villain there's there's Nolan tries tries to weave in this emotional aspect to it but I just I don't know I didn't feel that much empath- empathy for this character yeah that we're, he was trying to get us to sympathize with so I mean I did like oh that sucks that situation sucks but that's not I didn't find it very compelling or interesting Mm -mm. so the more they dwelled on it i was like okay i guess i mean that's a big bummer that sucks but i don't know like literally the world is at the entire world is at stake so you (laughs) kind of complicating things that seems very low on the the totem pole of things to worry about right now and i feel like john david washington washington's character the protagonist is maybe a little bit overly concerned about her through that this movie yeah so unnecessarily so yes yeah there we go holden 
the soundtrack liked it in places and did really did not like it other places. Yeah. And way too loud in so certain places. Loud. I mean, uh, it's why? What's the composer's name again? It's uh, the dude from Ludwig, Mandalorian, Ludwig Jorensen or something. Yeah, something like that. I mean, he uh, is Academy Award winner for Black Panther. His Mandalorian soundtrack is fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, he, I mean, he has a lot of, as I mentioned before, a lot of Hans Zimmer influence in this. Because um, I think Hans Zimmer wasn't available for this movie, which He's is doing why. Dune. Oh yeah, that's right. He was. That's what it was. Um, so. I mean, obviously, that's probably the vibe that Nolan was wanting to go for anyway. But it's just, yeah, it's it's so loud. And I, I honestly, like, some of, even, like, Dunkirk's soundtrack, I think, has some good tracks that I like listening to. I think most of Nolan's movies have that. But I, like, I don't find myself wanting to listen to the soundtrack really at all. No. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. If you see this movie, there's a, a trailer for the trailer of Dune. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which comes out Wednesday, that trailer or something. Something okay. like that. I wasn't sure what day that was, but I thought it looked cool, but it was I thought we were getting an actual trailer. Yeah. So that was a little disappointing. I thought about mentioning it in Tom's, but I yeah. was like, there's not a lot to go off of for that. Yeah. But uh let's see, anything else we want to touch on here, Holden, before our ratings? No. No, nah, I want to get into spoilers. All right, Holden, just deliver be the bearer of the bad news here. I'm going to give this movie a four out of ten. Wow. You literally gave it a point and a half to two points lower than New Mutants. So, folks, uh, I'm giving it an eight out of ten. It's definitely not Nolan's best movie. <laughs> um, but I just like, again, the filmmaker side of me, I just love that stuff. I love the originality of it. I'm a Nolan fanboy. What can I say? Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> I Upon first viewing... I still have, I've only seen each of these three movies once, so I need to rewatch them all, so it might change, but upon first viewing, I enjoyed this movie more than Interstellar and Dunkirk, but oh, I see that being oh, a minority opinion. Oh. I actually haven't seen Interstellar. I think I mentioned that last week, so I don't have a comparison for that, but I did like Dunkirk more than this. Christopher, or Christopher, no, yeah, Quentin Tarantino's second favorite movie of the 2010s. Did you see Interstellar? That? Dunkirk. Oh, Dunkirk. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. I need to rewatch it because the first time I saw it, I was like, it's probably better than 1917. I think we just, I think I had decided that. I don't know if we mentioned that on the 1917. I don't think we did. Oh, I think I do like it more than 1917. Hmm. I don't know. I've seen Dunkirk twice and only that once. So. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. I will be seeing 1917 pretty soon though. So we're showing it at school. All right, Holden, on to spoilers. On to spoilers. Okay. Kenneth Branagh wants to end the world because he's dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. Forgot so like, that when we talked about it after the, watching the movie. So if he can't live, nobody gets to live. Oh, Very, I remembered that. I, I thought you knew that. We just I remembered that we're... part, but I don't remember why he couldn't live anymore. Oh, okay. And it was the, the, his cancer. Yeah. He's Which, like, okay. If I can't live, no one can. Very James Bond supervillain. <laughs> the future, the part neither of us picked up upon was we were like, why did the future people want to destroy the past? Like, what did they have against them? Apparently, they caused global warming. So I don't understand how that works. Because if they wipe out the people, doesn't that just stop 
global warming in that universe, that parallel universe, and not in their own. That's a that's called a paradox, Jimmy, and I don't know if it's thought through enough in this movie. <laughs> and I love how Robert Pattinson's just like, don't think about it. Yeah, too hard. But I know that Nolan is super into physics, and he has like a physics, um, Ooh. like supervisor. Oh, and I know I, know, I, I like uh, physics, and I understand that Interstellar is very accurate physics-wise. Yeah, although Neil deGrasse Tyson has roasted that movie, I think. Wow. <laughs> I feel like Neil deGrasse Tyson has roasted every movie. That's probably true. Um, yeah, uh, one of my complaints with how the movie treats its like main gimmick is that it's introduced and then it just is forgotten about for like a half hour. Like they do not use the time manipulation for like a half hour, which I mean, I get that when it's introduced back, which is kind of when they're at the airport and the, is the turnstile thing or whatever, that's kind of like a big thing. But it makes like us, at least me in the audience, I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm waiting for it. So there's the anticipation. And I'm also like, I feel like if it was, if it had been kept more in the movie, maybe I would have been able to comprehend what was happening more. Because I still, like, don't understand how the time inversion stuff works. It, like, does not make sense to me at all. Well, okay. So, I'm still confused about why inverted weaponry is, like, better. better. Yeah. I mean, I, I... I am just assuming that it has something to do with... They talked about the inverted entropy... And entropy. I I would just imagine that is why, and that mm-hmm. creates some sort of disturbance in matter. That's my best guess. I don't really know that much about physics. I never took a physics course, so that's my best guess there. Yeah. Um. I'm sure there is a legitimate reason behind it, but I don't think it was explained very well in the movie. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I did like the turnstile thing makes sense to me. Um. I really loved the. Um temporal military move where like half the people were in the future and then they came back they came they're going backwards in time they do the battle at the beginning and then they inform the people in the present and then they go through so yeah and that is kind of cool that is really cool and that happens a couple times throughout that's very clever and i was expecting more of that yeah throughout but a lot of this movie is like going to ask this person to find out where this person is to find out where this thing is to find out where this it's the very much the I feel like international I, spy thing. Aside from that like cool military like technique, I feel like the end kind of battle it like the whole gimmick just kind of reverted down to being like, oh, explosion happens in reverse. Oh, this building gets reformed. I'm like, okay. <laughs> the building thing was cool. And like the guy getting <laughs> killed into the cement wall. Oh, yeah. That was, was kind of cool. Like the backwards. Ex- that was but, neat. And like the the part I didn't understand, I must I must still be missing this. I didn't see it in the Wikipedia summary either. But like, why was the why was the algorithm was what or am i getting confused was the algorithm right off the coast of vietnam where they were I on the vacation no i that's the sense i got from the movie was that that the like she knows so the i forget her name the lady who's 
stuck with Kenneth Branagh. Elizabeth Debicki is Elizabeth the, Debicki uh, is the actress. Yeah, her character. She's like, oh well, Kenneth Branagh would be. He would want to pick this one moment to end his life and end the world because that was the moment we were happiest. Yeah, and is that just conveniently where the algorithm is stored, or did the future people? I must. Okay, now that I talk through this, this makes sense. The future people would have planted that there because they would have known that Kenneth Branagh had chosen that to be. His life. Okay, that makes sense to me now in my head because I was like, why is that just conveniently there? But now that I think through the time stuff, okay, I'm just catching up to Christopher Nolan here. <laughs> Nine out of ten. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'll <laughs> stick with eight out of ten. Um, but yeah, just some of the things where you're like, the talk keep talking about this algorithm, and then you're like, is wait is that the algorithm and you're like it's like a what? big metal thing yeah it's like metal pieces and chunks i don't know why they call it the algorithm i don't either it should be like maybe they're just big usb sticks maybe <laughs> robert pattinson I'm like for something from the future this thing looks old yeah right <laughs> looks like from like 60s they're gonna blow everything up in the 60s that's also, what it looks like. i didn't realize like the military dude who is like at the end of the movie, he's like, I'm going to kill you or whatever. He's Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is, he's the main character in Kick-Ass. He's also Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. He's um, he's in the Godzilla movie from 2014. He's in some stuff. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I'd, I kind of recognize two of those him. and I don't remember them. So. Oh, okay. Um, let's see here. I yeah I just the thing is like instead of building upon like the world building like in Inception is like gradual and like Mm -hmm. incremental and logical where it's like okay you start with the dream and then you can manipulate the dream and then there's dreams within the dream and you're actually going through it with like Ellen Page and like that works that point of view and like you and the plot is like we're going in here to plant this idea like that's the plot Mm -hmm. very simple Whereas if you you could not one word summarize the plot of Tenet, right? no, because you don't know it until you don't know what the plot is until halfway through the movie. Exactly. You're because the first part of the movie, you're I mean, like, I, why am I here? I still didn't know the plot until the end until I read the Wikipedia synopsis. Well, I knew like, <laughs> but you don't know the purpose of the like purpose in Inception for their motivations is. Okay, yeah. implant this idea in this guy's head through dreams. Yeah. This movie, it's like, oh, just go with the program. Okay, I need to talk to this person apparently, and that will help me find out what why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, I need to get this algorithm because this will end the world. But like, you didn't get to that point until like an hour into the movie. So it's like that first hour of the movie is just such a whirlwind. And by that time, you're just ha- having My a head headache. Hurts. Yeah, from trying to figure it all out that... And then when you get to that point, it's just like, you know, you're trying to process all these things at once. That a simplified plot, much more coherent a la Inception, I think, like you said, like playing it safe, quote unquote. I don't necessarily think playing it safe, but just simplifying everything would have helped a lot. I, uh... I mean, there were there were a few aspects of the parts of this movie I did like in terms... Like, I liked... I did like the airport stuff. I thought like the way they it kind of they showed how John David Washington had gone back and that they showed they kind of played that scene 
again later on in the movie from the reverse perspective. I did kind of like that. That was pretty cool. I still don't understand why John, the inverted John David Washington was trying to kill the the Yeah, I didn't understand that either. So if you do understand that, if you understand things that we're asking here, please email us. (laughs) Top podcast at gmail.com. Send us like an essay about how we're stupid and Tenet is the best movie ever made. And how Holden is especially stupid. Yeah. For giving it a four out of ten, which I still stand by. And hopefully I will continue to stand by. That is so dumb, Holden. Why? All I like about this movie are the performances and the visuals. Really, that's it. (laughs) That is a four out of ten, Jimmy. (laughs) I cannot believe you gave this a two, two points lower than New Mutants. When New Mutants is something that I like, not only did I find more entertaining to watch, but it's just not as, I think it does some stuff not as bad as this movie. (laughs) This is a hot take. This is like an Armand Armand White review or whatever that guy's name is. That's the guy who like says all the bad movies are good and good movies are bad. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm just at a loss for words. I I don't even know I dock movies with this guy over here. <laughs> I hope you're just not. I knew this was gonna be his like his response. I came here and yelled. This is this room. is this the most divisive review we've ever had. I think so. I think four points difference on a. Movie. Did you well? Okay, Rise of Skywalker. I gave that. I gave that a four. You gave it a four. I was wondering if you. I think you initially gave it a three and then you moved it up Maybe. to a four. So that would have been three points. That's probably I'm more the next offended by point. Rise of Skywalker, but I think it's about on the same level as Tenet in a lot of ways. The Rise of Skywalker. I gave oh both a four. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. I just do not think this movie is good. Wow, I think you need to And I think I defended my point pretty well. And I do not understand. Like, you were, I mean, I get that you like this movie more, which is fine. But you were, like, talking a lot of shit about it, too. I don't understand how you gave it an 8. Well, I just think the technical, I like I said, I'm just, the technical stuff for me and the originality of it for me. Like, if I broke this down into sections yeah. and I ranked it section by section, with an even weight, it would be lower than an 8 out of 10. Okay. So, like, if that was your opinion, like, if I just had, like, you know, uh, production, like, just technical production out of 10, music out of 10, acting mm-hmm. out of 10, plot out of 10, character out of 10, it would be lower than an 8 out of 10. Okay. But for me, it's weighted because, like, those things are, like, 12 out of 10, you know, All instead right. of, like, 10. Out of, and so that's that's weighted for me. Maybe I'll maybe I'll be nice and move Rise of Skywalker down to a three, just so then they're not on the same level. But <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not. See, I'm not my, my thing is I'm moving Rise of Skywalker down to a five. So you, <laughs> so oh, that's right. I'll move Rise of Skywalker down to a three because I'm steadfast at this as, as a four. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we're just adjusting all our movie ratings. Yeah, it'll be. In, what did what what'd you put on Letterbox for this, Holden? I gave it a two stars, so that's a four out of ten. My head hurts. That's not what I put. What I did mean, you I write? Put that. I should have. I don't remember what I put as my. I think it was probably. You should have written stupid. it all backwards. Wouldn't that have been clever? Oh, wow! I would have gotten thousands of likes for that one. It's all about <laughs> the likes, Jimmy. It's all about the likes on Letterbox. <laughs> um. Yeah. Are we done talking about this? I. Are ready think to do our. So. Our tenant review hasn't happened yet. 
That would have been funny to put at the beginning. Yeah. How about you you put this part right here in reverse? <laughs> reverse the audio and stick it in. Yeah. It'll be a little puzzle for our listeners to solve, even though they won't. Yeah, that sounds like, like too much work. <laughs> All right, Olden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, for those of you who haven't logged off after I gave Tenet a, a 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10? 4 out of 10 nit. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I mean, I've I've actually watched quite a few movies this week. So let me let me run through them. I'm pulling up my letterbox to see what I, what I watched. Let's see. I rewatched Mean Girls today. I do know that. I love Still haven't seen the whole thing. I love Mean Girls. Mean Girls is better than Tenet. <laughs> I don't think that's a super controversial opinion. Mean a lot Girls of people, is a, good movie. a lot of people probably would agree with that one. People like Mean Girls. Um, so I did. I watched the second Bill and Ted movie, which I hadn't seen, and then I watched the third one. Uh, we'll be reviewing that hopefully this next week. Um, I'll, I'm going to rewatch it though, probably. Um, I liked the second one. I think the second one gets a bit of a bad rap, although I've actually been seeing a lot of things online since like Bill and Ted's kind of been coming back. People are saying, oh, the second one's actually better than the first one. Um, but I think it's it's very different. Like, Jimmy, you're going to watch the first one and be like, all right, I think I get the gist of this. And then the second one is going to be like very, it's it's just like a completely different type of movie. Third one, I think, is kind of a combination of the two. But I think both of them are really pretty good. I think this newest one is about as good as you could get um, for a Bill and Ted movie in the modern day. So, uh, But you'll hear that full review uh, later on. Um, I watched the Phineas and Ferb movie, uh, a new movie just came out on Disney plus Phineas and Ferb. You ever watch Phineas and Ferb, Jimmy? I've seen a couple episodes. I know right. a Perry the platypus. Yeah. And it's like Doofenshmirtz, even evil incorporated. Yeah. You know it. And the characters Phineas and Ferb. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I, it was kind of like towards the end of me watching cartoons and stuff, but I think it kind of persisted with me just because it is, it's pretty accessible for like older audiences, but also like my youngest brother, Logan was very obsessed with it uh, when he was uh, younger. So I, I've seen a lot of Phineas and Ferb was quite excited for this new movie um, ever since I heard it was happening and the movie's all right. Um, I think it's, there was another Phineas and Ferb movie that happened during its like run that I think is way, way better um, but you know, for what it is, it's, it's all right. It was just nice to get some more Phineas and Ferb. Um, I watched the seventies classic movie Jimmy, uh, deliverance. Okay. You know that movie. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. It's the movie that, uh, dueling banjos is famously from that song where they're playing the banjos guitar at each other. And it's like dung, 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 that one or whatever. Um, it's a good movie. It was like very different than what I expected. It stars, um, it's Burt Reynolds and God, what's the other guy's name? I'm completely blanking right now. Um, but it's, it's this very like tight thriller, like outdoorsy thriller where it's kind of similar to new mutants and the fact that for the first 40 minutes, nothing happens. But I think in this case, it, it's a lot of like it's a good slow burn. Yeah. It's a good slow burn. And like also, it's building tension. It's building tension. It doesn't really feel like it doesn't feel like 40 minutes. I think it, it's paced pretty well. 
Um, and it's actually, it's just quite a bit different. I think it's probably, you know, people call movies grounded thrillers, but I think this is maybe the most grounded one I've ever seen because literally just, there's no like superhero-y kind of like anyone, like someone gets shot and they, they don't die or something like that. There's, it's, it's very much like if someone was really in this situation, like this is how it could turn out and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, I I really liked it, but obviously, I mean, it's kind of speaks for itself. Uh, It's pretty popular. Um, Then I also watched the newer movie from June, The King of Staten Island, um, which we didn't review on the podcast uh, just because we had to rent it. Neither of us were particularly interested in it, but my uh, school was showing it. And so I actually test watched the DVD when we got it sent to us. Um, and it's, I think, you know, it's, it's a decent movie. It's, it's very heartfelt. It stars Pete Davidson. Um, and Pete, it's kind of Pete Davidson's story because Pete Davidson's dad died in nine 11. Like he was a firefighter, um, and died in the, in the nine 11 tragedy. Is it pretty similar to like, is it, would a good comparison be like the big sick, to Camille Nanjiani. It kind of is, although that, like that. that movie's like directly their story. This one's more just like it kind of gets the emotions across okay. more so. It's like the character's dad doesn't die in 9-11, but he was a firefighter um, and he does, I mean, he misses his dad quite a bit and that's kind of his driving motivation in the movie. Um, but I think it's, especially for like a Judd Apatow movie who's known for making kind of like stupid comedies, like it is probably his most mature and... Uh, introspective film, I guess. Um, that's kind of as far as movies, though. I mean, besides Tenet and New Mutants, I've been watching... I'm re-watching The Boys right now since the new season for that just started. Um, and I've been having an open weekend, so I'm actually pretty far in that. Um, very good still. Uh, I watched... Have you heard of Clone High? <laughs> oh my gosh, Holden. I'm allergic to to you this week. <laughs> gosh you need to calm down don't give me covid Ugh. Uh, have you heard of clone high jimmy no this is a car no sky high it's no sky high although it is from around the time it came out in like the early 2000s and sky it's high this. is better than tenet quote holden sutter probably uh, uh, i need to see clone it there's sky high again <laughs> <laughs> probably not um but Clone High, it's this animated series from like 2002, 2003. It's made, it was like the start of Lord and Miller, who we know. He made, they made the Spider-Verse movie, the Lego movies, and... Kind of the Han Solo movie. Kind of the Han Solo movie. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which is a pretty good movie, They actually. made Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, yeah. huh? Um, but, I mean, their, their filmography kind of speaks for itself, but they got this started alongside the creator of Scrubs, Bill Lawrence. They made this show, and it's basically about, it's this animated show about in the 80s, the government made clones of, like, all these various famous historical figures, and they're all in, like, a high school now. And the main cast <laughs> of characters is Abe Lincoln, uh, Joan of Arc, uh, JFK, Gandhi, and Cleopatra. It's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. And you see like various other historical figures as it goes on. There's, I mean, of course, tons of jokes relating to their histories and stuff. It's just, it's a cartoon on MTV. So it is like, and it's also just past the era of like Beavis and Butthead, but it is like very mature. It only ran for one season, got canceled because the depiction of Gandhi is like, it's not, I mean, it was offensive in India. (laughs) 
I wouldn't say it's not it's not like it's not like they're straight up mean to Gandhi. They're actually Gandhi is depicted as like this kind of party animal in the in the show. And apparently in real life, Gandhi was actually like kind of that way, especially when he was younger. Um, but like MTV India threatened to take the show off the air if they didn't like get rid of him. And then they didn't they didn't want to make the show without him because Gandhi is one of the best characters. So they just stopped. <laughs> All right. Uh, but it's all on YouTube. So if any of you out there, it's 13 episodes, half hour episodes each. It's really pretty funny. Um, I'd have to check that out. I've always yeah. told you, Holden, that I want to see how Hunger Games, but it's the, the, all the U.S. presidents. Yeah. <laughs> the 45 U.S. presidents. Fight well, to if, the you, if you want to see, like JFK is maybe the best part of that show. I mean, they go Fantastic. really ham. They go really ham with the JFK accent, which is good. But <laughs> they go really ham with the JFK accent. He's just Mayor Quinby. <laughs> it is pretty much from Springfield. They say chowder at one point. It made chowder. me think of that episode of Simpsons where Mayor <laughs> Quinby's son's like, "Say it, Frenchie, chowder <laughs> or whatever." <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I haven't really been playing games or anything. All right, that's a lot, Jimmy. Yeah. What about you? I well, it's been two weeks, so. Did finish Leftover Season 2 today. Awesome. Pretty good. I still am not like blown away by it. It's a little strange at parts for me. Yeah. There's a little. It's a little bit more fantastical than I hoped it would be. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Damon, Damon Lindelof's fantastical writing. Sure. I mean, maybe it's just tainted by that. Those were the parts I didn't really care about in Lost. So, I mean, I thought... I don't I there were I really liked the season finale except I felt like it kind of copped out <laughs> for like financial reasons and like, like some parts I'm like oh, oh well you didn't you built the whole episode up to this and then you literally just didn't show it unless they just show it in the final season which I'm guessing might be a thing I am well I'm really interested to see what you think of the season three premiere because season three premiere is just like <laughs> It's, it's weird, like supernatural or no, or no, it's just, just like, I feel like it makes a lot of the f- season two finale moot, but I think it, I think they figured out they were kind of in a rut. So that's why they did it. And I don't think it's really like a bad thing. You'll see, you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. When I see for it. being a, like a limited show, it seems like it veers quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, I was kind of maybe I was expecting it to be very hyper focused and streamlined and it's not yeah like it meanders and it doesn't really know exactly what it is for unless there's still things that just tie in perfectly from season one to season three but again like i am not a huge stickler for the plot stuff a lot of the times as long Mm -hmm. as it's just not so far off course there's a lot of stuff from season one that gets unresolved so i wouldn't which i'd see like i said i don't care about yeah like there's like a magazine from season one totally forgot about it until they like flashed an image of it in season two i'm like oh maybe i don't even remember what that yeah talking about <laughs> but it's like a big like mystery box thing in season one i'm gonna sneeze again Holman. what's up but like for me like there's a ton of stuff and loss like that i could care less yeah i don't care and so many people did care that's why they're pissed off that the season finale i don't know it's i would give it an 8 out of 10 okay so like i don't know if it's a show at least at this point that i would recommend to people unless they i knew they were really into that stuff well season three is considered the best jimmy so we'll have to see how season three goes for you 
Maybe that'll I mean, change your it's, whole tune. I think it's just, it's more like I've been watching really great shows around it. Yeah. So, you know, because I watched Better Call Saul and Stranger Things and BoJack Horseman. And I all those are 9 out of 10 or north for me. So, okay. Um, then I am on season two of BoJack Horseman. I quite like it. I think I do like season one better so far. Really? Yeah. But um, how far are you in season two? Seven episodes. Okay, so you're not. There's an episode coming up that's okay. like a big deal. Okay, but <laughs> you're gonna see it and like uh, you're gonna know what I'm talking about. Okay, exactly. Um, and then uh, game wise, played a little bit of Fall Guys, but I'm kind of over it. I think as I a lot of it yet. Are. It's pretty fun, but I mean. I don't know, whatever. And then I, I was trying out VR. I was demoing the the golf, everybody's golf VR, mm. which is kind of fun. I've just been doing the demo, which you only get like the practice range, which is like a top golf sort of great shot sort of place. Sure. Which is fun. But um, and then hold on, I did, I got Assassin's Creed Origins because I got to teach about ancient Egypt pretty soon. And I was, I was doing a few of the tours. I started the story. And it's basically Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but the combat is not as good, in my opinion. At least a couple hours in, I'm like bad. I'm like really bad at it. I'm like, <laughs> this is because like Odyssey, there's a lot of like par- you can parry with your sword. And in this game, you have to like use your shield and then hit a button at a specific time in order to parry. Oh, that's kind of like and, like God of War. Uh, it, I didn't feel like God of War. I think you just hit the shield button at a particular time, right? Maybe. Or is oh, yeah, this, I you like so. have to have the shield out and then you have to hit another button at oh, the right okay. time, which I don't, I might just get used to it or something, but I just like the combat more in Odyssey. But like in terms of like the character seems more interesting, the story seems more interesting in this one and the world seems a little bit more diversified, I guess, okay. less copy paste. But um, I'm mainly doing it just because I want to get a sense of what ancient Egypt was like and some of those that information. Because I really want to play Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I really... No, that's like winter break. That's going to be the gift to myself oh my for God. winter break. Because it'll be on sale then, right? It'll be 40 bucks or something. Probably. So yeah. I'm, I'm I might cave at Thanksgiving. That. We'll see. <laughs> or on my birthday. Or tomorrow. No, you'll, you got to get Avengers first. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hopefully I can get a PS5. You know, we're getting like, there's like a lottery to get those now. <laughs> like a lottery to get the chance to order one. I, Which they still I haven't released. They haven't even released the price of those yet. Yeah. For either one. Sorry to get off I, this tangent. I mean, I was thinking about buying one day one and like pre-ordering it, but that sounds like a lot of work and maybe it's just the excuse for me to save my money. No. So we'll now see. that I got a big boy job, I'm getting that sucker. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not playing around. Not playing any of those reindeer games. <laughs> <laughs> I have my mindset on Christmas because that's goes to sushi time. Yeah. Hey, maybe I'll get the PS5 patch, huh? There wow. we go. Did you see uh, Witcher Three gets free upgrade to PS5? No. There we go. Maybe I'll finally finish that game. <laughs> that's what I should do, huh? Yeah, which maybe. I've honestly I remember like playing that last summer because there's some bad frame rate drops on which like when you get in combat, yeah. bad. Well, there you go. With PS5. If I can get that thing 
4K 60, heck, even 4K 30 stable. I, I, yeah, they're re- make it a lot more enjoyable. They're re-releasing the complete edition on PS5, but they said that uh, you get free upgrade. Nice. PS4 owners do so. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then, what, have I been doing anything else? Holden, tell me. I feel like I've been doing know. something else. Working. Working. <laughs> Lots of working. It's been good. I. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 I may, I had Emily watch Jurassic Park with me. Very Jurassic good. Bark, the episode of Futurama that's really sad. Yes, that. You know that episode? No, I oh, haven't okay. watched Futurama. Oh, okay. Jurassic Park, Holden. And I'm hot take here. I might like Jurassic Park more than Raiders of the Lost Ark. What do you think, Holden? I don't know if that's a. I mean, I don't agree with that, but I don't know if that's a. I hot feel take like people not. are like Raiders of the Lost Ark is this perfect movie. I think it's a like, perfect movie. I like, I mean, it's objectively better than Last Crusade, but I enjoy Last Crusade more. I mean, I like them about equal. You can like them equal. I think I like them. No, nah, I equal. like Last Crusade <laughs> was also the one I saw first and the movie that made me love movies. So yeah. a little biased. Jurassic Park, man. That's a great, that's a great movie. Emily it's really cool. liked it. She got into it. She was scared. Scared of the dinosaurs? Yeah. No, me. Mainly. <laughs> She's like, get me out of here. Um, but yeah, that's. I think that's it. Hopefully. Okay. Um, so next week, unless Jimmy really finds he can't watch three hour and a half long movies. Um, we three will, and a half hour long movies. Yeah. Um, we will watch Bill and Ted Face the Music for next week. Uh, Jimmy will probably give his opinion. Maybe we'll give our brief opinions on the first two movies as well. I'm really curious to see what Jimmy thinks because I think it's movies that have a lot of problems that normally would be like an issue, but they just kind of work for the tone of the movies. So I'm interested to see what Jimmy thinks. Maybe he disagrees. Maybe he just doesn't like the Bill and Ted movies and he'll watch all three and be like, well, that was a waste of my time. Maybe he'll enjoy them. Yeah. It's got Keanu Reeves though. So I mean, it's good. (laughs) <laughs> all um, right you done we y- done yay uh so we'll probably get we uh, we'll probably get back to our movie recommendations after next week since we're oh we're not going to be doing mulan we're just going to wait until that puppy's on uh disney plus did we talk about that on the podcast i don't think so okay mulan apparently it's like 30 bucks right now yeah. apparently it's going to just be with your disney plus subscription in de- december you just get it yeah, you don't have to pay the extra fee anymore. So, I think so we're, we're just like, gonna wait. We're just wait for that because you're yeah. not gonna watch it for thirty bucks when it's gonna be free in three months anyway. So yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's getting like all right reviews. Some people really hate it. Some people think it's pretty cool. I it, but it's not anything that's like blowing people away. So it's something we can wait on. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing we did mention it earlier. Antebellum is like not getting good reviews, so we probably don't want to watch it. It was a movie I was already kind of whatever on. I mean, I was kind of interested, but if the movie got bad. It was on the radar. It was on the radar. And it blipped off the radar. I mean, obviously, we're not, we'll review bad movies, but if it's a movie that we just don't care enough about, then whatever. I mean, we did see. Doesn't seem worth our time. We did see New Mutants. We did see Tenet, huh? (laughs) I was waiting for that. (laughs) I was setting you up for that. Hold on. I'm glad you delivered. Uh, Yeah, we have been getting uh, 
listener requests. I think we have a queue of about three right now, so keep on sending them in. And also, Holden, we passed the 4,000 listener threshold. Wow. For, so that was really nice. What? Exciting. Wow. Yeah, so uh, good cool stuff. Yeah, so thanks for supporting us, eh? Yeah. Uh, you can visit us on our Facebook. You can send us your requests. And, oh, and you can share us on Facebook, too, if you want. We never say that, but hey, you know, that's how we... That's how we're spread you know we're like a virus <laughs> we're like we're like covid we okay. just don't go away <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh we're yeah if you want to request a movie you can leave us a five-star review on itunes or you can email us at tompodcast at gmail.com or you can donate to our Patreon, which is also another option, which you can find in the links and on various on our social media and also in the description below. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Adios, pantalones. Love you. <laughs>